When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you, Ryan? I'm good. Nice stash, bro. Thanks, man. Killer stash. I was Mario in a sketch yesterday, so I decided to keep it. Really? Yeah. How the girlfriend? What'd she think? She hates it. Because <laughs> I look like a cop. You look like Keith Hernandez. I get, in yeah. The, in the that 80s one. from the Mets. I turn into cop dad. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just dad cop. Uh, guys, thanks for tuning in. If you're here for Pete Holmes... And you like the podcast, all I ask is if maybe you could subscribe and write a review and uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, our handles are Ryan. At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That's exactly right. And if you want to join Patreon to support the podcast, give back, really helps the podcast. It keeps us going. Our lovely patrons do that. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you and i will send you a message um thanks for the support uh also don't forget the inside of you online store we've got tons of merch smallville stuff autographs check it out there's so many cool things on that go to the inside of you online store and that's pretty much it man pete holmes today man he's uh what so much energy a lot a lot of energy and just you could just he reminds me of like a john ritter like a little bit of a john ritter mm-hmm. at times just a great guy he sent me a ton of bagels, this whole platter of bagels and cream cheese and locks and stuff just for helping him out with some guests. What a lovely, lovely man. You know him from Crashing. He's done stand-up specials. Very funny guy and a beautiful guy inside out. So without further ado, let's get inside of Pete Holmes. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Um, I don't have kids, oh. Pete. Oh, you have kid energy. Do I have a kid energy? I just assumed you had kids. Well, I guess because you're seeing all the memorabilia over my house. No. And, no. No, that reads single. That reads... <laughs> Do you have, are you married? No. Okay. No. I'm lonely. I am. You look at me like you're sad for me. No, but that's I, but... me suppressing a huge laugh because I, it... I love honesty. Yeah, I'm lonely. I have uh, anxiety. You're a lonely man? I am. Um, I'm lonely. And I, uh, how many three PO heads before you start to calm down? See three PO heads. Uh, I said three PO. <laughs> what do we see? That's it's, like usted. It's, We're using two, three PO. I'm C three Pete Holmes. You ever heard C3 that? C three Pete Holmes. C three Pete Holmes. There's your episode name. Wow. We did a C three Pete Holmes. I want to get back to your loneliness, but your C three <laughs> Pete Holmes T-shirt, and we found out just how quickly. The Lucasfilm people will send you a horse head. They don't send a cease and desist. They go full Godfather. <laughs> the old Godfather. It's actually a Tauntaun head. I really? I with a Tauntaun head in my bed with a cease and desist stapled to its forehead. I don't know what they Real, But they did send you a letter. I mean, immediately. Two t-shirts we did. We don't really do many t-shirts anymore, but we used to do a lot of t-shirts uh, when I've been doing my podcast for 10 years. Podcast, you made it weird Thanks. with Pete Holmes. Thank you, Michael. You guys should listen to it. It's really fun. Very casual. It is. Oh, on the okay. couch. Yeah. Very it's open true. and honest. We're on the same couch. 
Yeah. You, and we you both are in the same video. couch in your podcast, and right? It has a sleepover vibe. Some guests, we touch feet. Is that true? It really is. Who have you touched feet with? It's their choice. I couldn't tell you. I think me and Maya Rudolph might have snuggled up feet. Really? Instead. Don't tell PTA. She seemed very comfortable Don't in the interview. Don't tell PTA. There's your clickbait. <laughs> Pete Holmes hitting on Maya Rudolph. I was enamored with Maya. What was I about to tell you, though? So probably back to my loneliness. No. Three, uh, oh, 3 oh, 3 two, two intellectual properties that you don't want to fuck with. Are you ready to guess? Star Wars. Star Wars is one. You'll never guess the second one. Let's not even waste time. Okay. Prince. Really? Because Michael Shea did my podcast and he told a story. Sorry, what was your name again? Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> That's Ryan. I just, I like honesty. He you do. He it's, it's inbounds. Five minutes after a meeting, you're allowed to say, what was it again? You get five. I turned and into Ryan Bill likes Burr. you, by you the way. You get five. Dun, 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 dun. Sex, you're an asshole. Five. Dun. It's not even good. It's like more of an essence impression. I like it. I like it. You, do you always have this? Go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah. No. Thank you. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Uh, no, but he told a story about being at, at an SNL party. Oh. And Jack Nicholson was there. And I forget who the other person was there, but like big stars, right? right? And then Prince walked in and he was like, and no one gave a fuck about the other stars. right? And we were like, wow, they got princed. We kept laughing that they got princed. princed. So we made a t-shirt that said, you got princed. Jenny Fine, the artist that I often work with, who's fantastic, follower on the gram. Uh, she drew this amazing drawing of Prince and it said, you got princed. And it had like Jack Nicholson looking sad. I think we sold two before like a handwritten scroll from Prince's estate. I mean, who pays attention to that stuff? Who finds it? Somebody. Somebody is out there going like, C3 Pete Holmes? They're just looking for C's and 3's? Oh, yes. They're getting a lot of C4, <laughs> right. C3. Right. A lot of, lot of emails it's with people. It's someone's job. Saying, it's, it's someone's job out there. I've flown out of a lot of gates. C3's. Are they just shutting down? Southwest, cease and desist. Is this how your your mind always works like this, doesn't it? No, I'm going to be honest with you, Michael. And shit. Oh, no. And Ryan. Ryan! <laughs> Are you lonely, too? Is that what you're going to tell me? You're not lonely at all. You've got a wife. Stop. You've got a kid. You live in a little house in the prairie. <laughs> Just a fart noise. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. It was, it was, it was the way I laughed. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> to do this pod. I've been looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. Uh, you, you've got so much going on. Like I, I, I get tired. I mean, actor, writer, comedian, producer, podcaster, author. You have a book, comedy, sex god. You've done tons of shows. You do stand up all the time. Your Instagram's full with funny shit. Oh, thank you. And it's just like I just ask myself. I tell myself I couldn't do this. This is too exhausting for me. And on top of it, you're married. You have a kid. How do you do what if these I was things? Like, oh, right. I run out. I've got to stop this now. I've got to quit all of it. She's just on a on a swing somewhere. <laughs> But how no. do you not get overwhelmed? How do you not get overwhelmed? You know, I that's such a general, I feel very welcome. I always forget to do that on my own podcast is just make the guests feel appreciated and welcome. So, well, I appreciate so good you. Good on you. But I really, uh, I'm not just saying this, when you put it all together, it sounds like a lot. And uh, there's a lot of wonderful people. My boy, my boy, Jake, um, does my Instagram instant pictogram he helps you with your your instagram he doesn't help me he does it he's so you don't have to handle instagram for the most part 
You think I'm out there logging on to Instagram? You don't. You don't you think you, someone this you, happy you, is scrolling you through don't Instagram? Make comments? You don't make comments. Leave comments. Things like, like that. If anyone's getting comment backs, that's Jake fucking with you. And I hope he's not because that's not in the job description. If he's like, I think we should be together, Jake. That's not your job. That's not your job. You have luscious lips, Jake. <laughs> Jake I have bro? a reputation. <laughs> I'd leave my family in a heartbeat. Why is it Sandler? I'd leave my family in a heartbeat for you. Well, that was pretty good. Was the okay last at part. The end. At the end. At the end. Yeah, I saw you do impressions. Well, I do a little bit, but but Jake I had to retire that spacey one. <laughs> oh yeah. No, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, no, god damn it. Uh, no, listen to me. That's sweet and low. That's very good. I haven't done it in ages, no, but look, good. you, so you have someone help you with your Instagram. What else do you have someone help you with? I'm glad you asked because it really is. You have an uh, assistant? I do have an assistant. I've had the same assistant for almost 15 years or something, like an incredible amount of time. What ha- Her name is Paige, executive assistant. Executive because assistant. Because she helps with so much more than just, you know, she doesn't get my dry clean. I don't do dry cleaning. I, I don't either Ryan? very much. Ryan, Ryan, you do dry cleaning? I don't do dry cleaning. Oh, yeah, I did it yesterday. You oh, did? Wow. Dry cleaning. I do my own dry cleaning. Oh, you do your own dry Well, cleaning. you do your own, but I just don't do dry cleaning. If if, some, yeah. if it's dry clean only, I go, leave that to a Baldwin. Um, <laughs> not me. But uh, I do have this from Con Air. <laughs> it's a sponsor. From the movie Con Air? Uh, no, no, but it's a little uh, portable steamer thing for my my. Uh, my They're a sponsor? Yeah. Wow, I haven't even begun to hit you up for sponsors. You've you've been helping me with guests, which was so I want it on the record, Ryan. Yeah. Michael, you know what it's like doing a podcast. And it's, I'm sorry to yes. bore people. No, don't. But I've been doing it for 10 years. And if there's anything that is a drag about it, and it's it's only a drag if you let it atrophy and you just coast and you're just dropping you had some banked and they're just dropping and, and you're just fucking taking naps and shit yeah and then you wake up one day and you go there's no episode next week and it's just like being in high school again it's, it's like, kind of scary the final is tomorrow and you're just like it sucks it's, and it's uh, anxiety it's that's i get this anxiety yeah but it's also it's worse it becomes this sort of sweaty desperate I become the guy that I don't want to be. I'm at a party and I'm like, you want to do my podcast? You know, just like constant. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like I'm emailing sucks, people yes. and I'm like, hey, would your friend do it? And then would your friend's friend Is do it? Is there anything worse than emailing Kumail, your good friend Kumail, and saying, even as I say this, Kumail, you're right. I emailed Kumail. Right. Who I've known for 20 years. And he's done your podcast. Many times. Many times. He's already, that's, that's actually my point. Kumail's done enough. And I just go, hey, you, would you put me in touch with Dave Batista? Superstar. I love Dave. No, I Dave's know. Dave's been on the podcast. Fuck you. Fuck me. What everybody's doing, everybody's fucking. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm giving you clips up the shit, dude. You are, giving bro. You so, send the you shit to Jake. Just, oh, man. Ooh, I'll post him on my gram. <laughs> send That's the free. shit to Jake, Send bro. the shit to Jake. This is ready to post. This is a real. Ryan. Kind, all right, all right, hang on. What do you man. what do you do with this energy? How are you how old are you? Yeah. 43. 43, and you yeah. have such a great energy. Do you drink? I know you're looking at Friday the 13th. That's a Jason mask. But do you are you just do you have ADD like me? It's on the it's a big topic of conversation, is whether or not I have it. Uh, I'd wager, I guess. Okay. It's a C, and that's not <laughs> if, that's yes. Same word. Uh yes, I think I probably have it. But but I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I like it. I think I used to like it. And I think it kind of took over where. Oh, really? 
I get anxious about everything. Anxious oh. about everything. Every little thing. If somebody says, hey, tomorrow we're doing this, it's anxiety. Hey, I, there's a bachelor party. I anxiety. Hate, I hate planning. There's there's planning and there's like, you know, it's like, when am I going to have time? How could I do this? Am I going ha- to have Yeah, to- you're actually making me realize I don't like it. But I'm very, <laughs> I, I mean that real. Like, I'm very, I'm doing what I'm doing for the most part. But that's bad because if you're worrying, then I'm really doing what I'm doing. And we're back to what we were just talking about, which is like, if I don't have a guest, that just becomes my reality. I'm not a multitask person. I like to do two things Me every too. day. Me too. If there's three things. I don't, you can't do it. Fuck you. I can't, I'll cancel it. Yeah. It could be dinner with Bono. Yeah. Oh, has he done the. Fuck you. He's done <laughs> the podcast. No, Bono's not done the. No, Bono. Oh, I wish. Hard to get great. Bono. Hard to get Bono. I'm actually chasing Bono. But you get some good guests. I do, yeah, and a, a lot of that is um, is just being out, being out, and 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 seeing you. For example, you'd be a great guest. I would, I would be a lovely guest. Let's pod swap. That's Let's what pod swap. It's like docking, but not with our dicks. <laughs> I don't have a foreskin anyway. I have a five skin. There's a lot of it. It's like a sleeve. It's like a. It's not a turtleneck. It's have, just like a tube. Have you always <laughs> been this way since you're a kid? Yes. You- I really want to stress this. I'm in a very good mood. Because as I said, as I came in, I was like, I love it. I'm already ingratiated to you. You seem so kind. Oh, this is what I wanted to get on the record. I email you. I'm in a panic. I emailed Rich Roll too. Rich Roll was very sweet. You know, Rich? Another great shout out. Kumail did not give me Dave Bautista's email. That's where we were. Which, by the way, fair play to you, as they say in Ireland. That is not, this is not shots fired. Right. But I don't like being the guy. As I hit send on the email, I was like, what am I doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just don't have Dave Bautista on right now. Yeah. Don't hit up Kumail. Don't bother. How many times did you ask him about Dave Bautista? Once. You should go twice. Email him again? I would just say, hey, I'm not going to, I'm going to end it right here. I'm not going to email you again. You know what my line for that is? Dave Bautista. After this, I'm going to moonwalk into a lake. That's what I say. There you go. It's a funny way of saying like. Moonwalk into a lake. I say last email. I'm jumping into a lake. Just checking in on Bautista. Um. But but I anyway the point is maybe hashtag Bautista just I mean, to, at the end it of light. it keep it light you keep it light I think we're similar people yeah but you and Rich Roll and and a couple other people um, and Judd is like this Judd is very Judd, Judd Apatow. Apatow who I was on the phone with today and he said to, I said I'm on my way to do your podcast and he said please tell him hello. Oh, please tell him hello. he's a sweetheart you really want to tell him tell him I said. Um, <laughs> If you could quit the, uh, promote the bubble, that would be great. <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible job, but it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synaletic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried Qualia Synaletic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. 
Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells, much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant. Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualia Senolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off, and use code INSIDE at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore, and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got found, rocket money. <laughs> like I, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period, it kicks in and they're charging you 10 bucks a month. It is embarrassing. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like 
the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Yes, I um, liked it. And I love Judd. He was a great guest and he's very giving. But look, He's literally one of my best friends. That, I, I'm saying that fully of aware of how weird that is you created a show crashing he directed it he believed in you you he guys created became it. friends he, yeah you you direct the pilot you're you're the co-creator co-creator yeah perhaps and it was and i say this to compliment him it was his show a lot of things my life did not win like i couldn't trump and go like but that's not what happened right. judd would be like like there's a, a great example of judd's genius really I'm done kissing his ass. You'd know if I was kissing his ass. I mean it. You know what I mean? Right. There's a way where you're like, his genius, please call me back. You know, it's not that. Right. It's just a good example. I feel like I didn't need to step that out. <laughs> <laughs> you were a little bored. No, no. I'm not bored That's at not all. What happened. You were like, get to it. Subtitles on. No, get I'm listening it. intently. There was a scene where I worked at this place called the Boston Comedy Club. I really did. And we rebuilt it for the for the um for HBO crashing. <laughs> Why say HBO? And it was an exact replica of this club that used to exist in New York. It was crazy. Wow. Sarah Silverman walked on and she started crying. It, we were doing that all the time. We rebuilt Rafifi. Eugene Merman and Bobby Tisdale walked on. Bobby started crying. Like, it was just like, imagine if the place you grew up doing comedy- Was rebuilt. Was torn down and then we rebuilt it and then we shot scenes pretending it was still, like, it was very emotional. But we did the wow. scene- where I was, I grew up religious. So like when I started doing comedy, I was very clean. Um, and I liked that. All my heroes were Seinfeld, Ray Romano, Ellen. Gallagher. I actually liked Gallagher. I did too. Okay. Gallagher's mad as hell. Gallagher's mad. And I'm sorry, that was from a special. <laughs> Buddy, if I knew it, we'd be doing a two-part round yeah. right now. Yeah. Three, that's up to Rye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I I had scripted it a little bit in my favor, meaning the episode was my parents are in town and they unannounced decide to show up at the Boston Comedy Club to watch me. This never happened. But had it happened, I would have been the only clean one. The Boston was, it was a den of thieves. It was pirates. It was like, it was crazy. Right. And I was like Jack McBrayer, <laughs> just like. Love the him. sweet. I know I love him. Sweetest. The sweet man. I bet he's on your podcast. No, he can't. He, he. I don't think he'll do a podcast. I think he dodges them too. He dodges them. One time we were at the improv and I was like, he was like, what's your, what's your podcast about? And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of like a, you share everything about your life. And he was like, no, thank you. 
<laughs> I'm out. And then he fixed my Felix. Right. What does that mean? I don't I just know. Just wanted to reference fix it, Felix. It sounded sexual. I didn't mean it to. Anyway, so my parents come. Everyone's doing like we. The whole point was people are doing like jizz jokes and stuff like that. That's real dirty. You, real that's dirty. You and you're the only clean guy at the bus. And then I go up, and I wanted it to end on this happy note that my mom is like, "Oh, pity, sweetie." That was tremendous. Everyone else was filth, but you're my golden child. Why? Why she misses Doubtfire? I don't know. But um, my mom sort of talks like that. She's Lithuanian. She's Lithuanian, but right. she talks a little bit like that, and like Boston too. But anyway, and then Judd was like, he really taught me something. And this is really, you ever give something, some, somebody something your therapist told you, and you're like, this cost me ten thousand dollars. I'm telling you what to do. <laughs> This is like $10,000 worth of show business advice. Right. Because he was like, and he's so right. Uh, entertainment's all about surprise. Everyone thinks your parents are going to like you and not like the dirty people. He was like, your mom should be like, at least they had something to say. Like you were up there talking about road signs. <laughs> oh my God. And it, it's this satisfying moment. Right. And it's such a simple principle, but that's one of the, that's really $10,000 worth of Apatow right there is if you're writing a script and the great shows that I watch, uh, I'm watching Oroville right now. I I really think Oroville is great. Just a little. I haven't seen it. It's very good. Uh, They do that all the time. It's zigging when you might want to zag like, oh, of course he's going to take her back or whatever. And he does it. Right. And that's why we watch Breaking Bad. It's like, and then he doesn't. And then he kills the person or whatever it is. Right. You want to be surprised. Want to be surprised. So anyway, sorry, that was a big No, were well, your uh did did you go to Judd Apatow with crashing? Did you bring it to him? You're an Apatow man. Apatow. How did you did you, how did that happen? Apatow. Apatow. Yeah, yeah. Did you bring the script to him? He got it to him? Well, or did he like your comedy? Did he know you? I'm gonna tell you, I can do I can do the story quickly. Okay. But I think it's a fantastic story. And I love thinking about it because it 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 makes my heart open with gratitude awesome. that any of this happened. But what happened was I was doing a, sh- a talk show called The Pete Holmes Show, which was my first really big break. Right. I had, had other breaks. But J.P. Buck, who I'm still indebted to and very grateful for, he was the comedy booker on Conan. He kept whispering in Conan's ear, like, I think this Pete Holmes guy would be good to host this uh, a late night show. Right. Because he wanted a protege. Or he just wanted to give a kid a shot. I, I I can't know another man's mind. And you were you were kind of friendly with Conan at this point. You've been I've on his show. I've done the show once, and they were already whispering your praises. Well, that's they wanted someone unknown. They didn't want it. Wasn't I'm saying uh, Wayne Brady because Wayne Brady had a talk show. I, I'm not teasing Wayne Brady. Right, right. They didn't want the Wayne Brady show. They wanted like who the fuck is this guy? Which, believe it or not, that's what it was when Conan was on. Literally, like a, all caps, who the fuck is this guy? That's when, it, when he first did the Conan O'Brien show back in the 90s. I was a regular recurring sketch comedy guy. Oh, wow. And I did the Amsterdam kids, two kids who were misinformed about Amsterdam's liberal social policies. <laughs> and I did like seven episodes. I have them on tape still. And he get paid a couple hundred bucks and go on. And nobody was watching Conan. Wow. Nobody knew Conan. Yeah, they were waiting for it to go away. Yeah. And by today's standards, it would have. Yes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There's actually, Conan was being renewed week by week at Jesus, a certain point by Jesus. NBC, which I think is really yeah. brutal. Oh, th- this is a good story. I'm so gonna, they're whispering in your ear, though. I don't want to forget that there's an element to the story. Yeah, there was oh, yeah. J.P. Buck right. deserves so much of this credit. So does Jeff Ross, Conan's producer, not the Rose Comedian. Anyway, I do, I'm writing on a, a multicam on the Warner Brothers lot, and I walk over to do stand-up on Conan show. I don't know anything about the about the about them looking for a late-night host. I would have been terrified. I'm glad I didn't know. Right. But I went out and I did my second Conan set. And this is about 50 pounds lighter than my first Conan set. First Conan set is fun to look up. The uh, My Google set, I'm, I'm 280. Like, it's a lot. It's like 270, maybe. It's a lot. I'm like 235 right now. Oh, really? Yeah, imagine imagine 280. <laughs> like, wow, big guy. Big boy, big, big right. old boy. Fun boy. Fun boy, but wants, big. Wants big boy. fried dough. Anything where the name of the dish is, is the recipe, I was eating it. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the reason I mentioned that is I, I had a good breakup. I, I needed to break up with somebody. I stopped drinking as much. I did a juice fast for 30 days, like a real LA wow. guy. Uh, and then got, like my skin was glowing. Did Conan... Then that's a whole other story. Uh, but Judd did a sketch for the Pete Holmes show, as it was called. We just, Nick Bernstein, our producer, I think just was like, it would be funny if maybe we could get Judd Apatow. Maybe you pitch him a movie, like a fake movie or something. That's the gag. Right. By the way, now having known Judd for so long, that's everyone's gag. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. every day people are calling. Pitching. Hey, uh, it's Key and Peel. What if we pitch you fake movie? You know, that, that's a bad example, but you know what I mean? Like any, <laughs> yeah. any comedy show, that's the gag you do with Judd. So we do it and he he keeps, we're improvising. He keeps going like, but what's your real idea? What's your real idea? In the sketch. And in the sketch, I pitch him crashing. You can see it. It's on YouTube. I pitch him crashing. He's like, what, what's your real story? What did you say? What was the What was the pitch? And I said- because I'm still trying to be funny. Right. Like, because it's a sketch. I go, like, what about a story about a guy who grew up religious, who got married when he was 22, his wife left him when he was 28, and then he was really sad for a while, but he kind of, like, this is what I would say now. It's definitely not what I said at the time, but he sort of fell into the arms of comedy. Like, comedy sort of rescued him. And uh, I think what I said in the sketch was, like, but then he gets happy and has sex with a bunch of women or something, which isn't even true, but you get what I'm saying. Right. And he was like, and in the sketch he goes, I think that's just too sad. That's too sad. So he's he's riffing too. So <laughs> a few months later, uh, the Pete Holmes show is canceled. The funny thing about that is we were on the air for three, four more months or something because we filmed so many back episodes of it. Right. We used to shoot nine episodes in a week. It was Jeez. insane. Not always, but... Our heaviest weeks were nine in a week. And only four would air, you know, Monday through Thursday every night. So we had a lot of episodes. So I knew it was canceled, but Hollywood and the world did not know it was canceled. 
Do you deal with rejection well, by the way? A little better? Yeah. It's interesting because I just had a show canceled recently and I was- The CBS show. My CBS show was canceled. My Our CBS show was canceled. And that was actually harder um, than it was back then because now you're sort of like, you have your family and all, all these things. But right. back then when a show was canceled, I felt like a pirate, a second pirate reference. And I'd put a knife between my teeth and I'd grab a rope on a burning boat and I'd swing to another boat. Like there was this great adventure really? to it. Yeah, I, I get juiced by a no. In fact, a no is a, I, I think the, the geniuses of the world know this. And this is why I think people like Judd, for example, I don't know if he does it for, for real, but like Elon Musk or, or whatever, these, these high functioning uh, people. Right. I think they know that and they try to manufacture situations where they fail intentionally. This is just a theory because there's no fuel like a no. That sort of like, oh, you think you're going to stop me? Motherfucker! You know, like there's no wow. substitute for that. You can go like, it'd be fun to sell a show. That's okay. That's like 30% right. Tesla charge. <laughs> but if you want to get like a full road trip, <laughs> you got to get like for me, I got to get like, oh, they think I uh, I stink or they, they're not, they think they can stop me. That gives something. you fuel. It can give you like a, really a, a less sexy or sensationalized way to say it. It gives you this desperation that you really sort of need. Really? For sure. And that happened. So I- I, I don't I, think that happens with everybody. I, probably, I think people can really fold and really get upset and really go through a dark time when things happen like that. And I agree. I'm a little bit more. You're that, lucky. I'm a little bit more that way. Now. When How We Roll got canceled, I, I had, because I'm also more embodied, I'm a little bit more thoughtful, a little bit more honest with my feelings. So I'll spend the time to like mourn something. Right. Whereas back then I'd be like, just keep moving like dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> be like dad. Feel nothing. You know, and just, and just keep running towards the next job. Yeah. Um, but luckily I did. That was the right thing to do for me at that time. So here's the story. Pete Home Show gets canceled. Me and my producer and partner, uh, who's wonderful, Oren Brimmer, we still work together. We're like, what, what, what should we do? We have a little bit of a name now. Uh, let's go to Comedy Central and we'll pitch them a sketch show. Because so much of what made the Pete Home Show popular was the sketches. So we're like, we'll be the pop culture sketch show. There, Key and Peele was on at the time. But there was nobody doing just... Like we're doing Indiana Jones or Friday the 13th. We love that stuff. Star Wars. We love that stuff. So we'll be the pop culture sketch show. Kent Alterman, who was the- was the, Love Kent. He's yeah. great. Was the head of Comedy, Comedy Central, Central at the time. Uh, we're in a meeting just like this, just like the three of us, except Oren's here. And uh, in the small talk, that sort of Swedish 10 minutes where you just kind of shoot the shit because nobody just wants to start like, here's the idea. Imagine Luke Skywalker, but he works at a supercuts. Like it's, <laughs> we, nobody wants to start like that. You start with, how are you? Right. In that 10 minutes, we're about to pitch a sketch show. Kent Alterman says, just offhandedly as a joke, he goes, well, one thing's for sure. We don't want another fucking sketch show. And everyone laughs. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to pitch you. Not anymore. If there was a shredder, if there was a barrel fire in the room, I would have tossed the deck. Really? Place. So you just aborted? We, mid-meeting, just said, we just wanted to check in and see what you guys are up to and like just didn't pitch it. He probably was like, I thought it was a pitch meeting. We didn't pitch it. We left. Here's the best part, though. So this is kind of a no. And pirate, knife, right. rope, rope, burning. PD goes in the car. 
<laughs> third person. Just <laughs> talking kick third me person. in the dick right now. <laughs> Ryan, just like a like a real uh right in the ding. But I'm I'm real desperate and I'm real it not even for like you know, like it wasn't like how am I gonna eat? It was more like what the fuck am I gonna do? Like like an existential, like what is my life yeah. gonna be? And I and I said, it's one of those great little moments um where you go, okay, if you could do anything, anything, what could you do? And I don't wanna be too woo-woo, but I think I I'm not even a believer necessarily in like the hard secret or manifesting or anything, but I am a big, big, big capital case, uppercase believer in if you can't see it, you, no one else is going to see it first. You have to see it. Right. If you want to be Harrison Ford, you have to go like, I'm, I want to be Harrison Ford. I'm not saying that's going to make it happen, but if you can't see yourself on- Manifest. Sort of. Right. Green light it. You green light it first, because if you don't, I think you're going to unconsciously be sabotaging yourself. Or limiting yourself. Right. You have to 100% believe in what you're saying. At least take a second to ask yourself, if you can't see yourself on the Raiders poster, why? And maybe clean that up. Mm, maybe mommy loved you too much. Maybe she loved you not enough. But right. something went funky. Fix that. Yeah. So in the car, I, I had enough self-love to go like, let's be real what would you do if you could do anything? And I think that's a really important question. It's that high school guidance counselor question. And I said, I'm obsessed with Judd Apatow my whole life, like for real. I know everybody loves Judd, but like four-year-old virgin meant a lot to me. Knocked up meant even more to me. I started getting divorced when This Is 40 was out. If you recall, uh, Paul Rudd's character in that movie is named Peter. And Leslie Mann tearfully is like wondering if she's going to stay with Peter. And, and I'm like, I'm sitting next to my wife who is cheating on me. And I'm like. I'm Your like, wife's cheating you on at this yeah, point. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I know we're seeing a fucking Jed movie. And I'm like. <laughs> it's, helping, it's helping me through something that I don't even know is about to happen. Wow. And, I'm, and I love girls. And the, the TV show Girls. <laughs> oh, the TV okay, show Girls. Okay. I was like, wait, what? I love girls. Non sequitur. I enjoy girls. Okay. All right. No, I love the TV show girls. I do love women. I I I tend to get along with women good for you. better than men. <laughs> I didn't just mean sexually, I just mean yeah. like as people. Yeah. Um uh oh You're in the car. Oh, oh yeah. So I go, thank you. I go, I would do an HBO show like girls, 30 minute drama comedy. This is on a Wednesday. I had Judd's assistant or somebody's email from when he did the Pete Holmes show six months earlier. And I emailed Josh Church and I emailed Josh Church and I go, Hey Josh, uh, I have an idea for Judd. Um, does he have 15 minutes for me? And they're, they're like, yeah, but we're in New York shooting train wreck. I wish I had more stories like this. Cause this is such a fun story. I like this. So, so I'm, far I'm like down in the dumps, and yeah. but I'm doing all of this almost in a fit of mania. Like I am today. I'm manic today, but not, not manic bipolar i just mean i'm very flared up yeah yeah so i'm emailing josh and he's like he can see you friday morning uh we're on like 26th and 10th or something they're they're in new york wow the fact that he made time for you so soon yes but they didn't i don't think he knew that i was in la and i was just like i'll see you there <laughs> you said, got on a plane I, I flew out the next day i didn't even have the pitch oh i i left out the key part before i emailed i thought 
okay, what's interesting about me? I'm raised religious and I'm divorced. That's fine. You you tell me you have a show you want to do about that. I'm like, okay, you're 70% of the way there. And then I went, and when my wife leaves me, I have nowhere to stay, but I stay with a different comedian every episode. And I go, now we have what's called an engine. There's there's a repeatable pattern. Whether or not you do that, that's how you sell a pilot because you right. plant in the executive's mind. Oh, I can see how this is something with legs. Right. Right. So once I had that epiphany of like, fuck, and we call it crashing, right? Literally like writing it on the airline napkin. Real cliche. Wow. Flew to the set of training. Not even knowing what you're going to talk about and coming up with it on the way to on the New flight. York. Yeah, writing it out. I wish I had that napkin. I get to the set of Trainwreck. They're shooting in the magazine office. Vanessa Bayer is there. Um, the kid who plays The Flash is there. Um, and Amy is there, of course. And I know Amy a little bit, so I, I'm talking with Amy. And then at some point they call cut and, I, and they take a break and I get 10, I think it was 10, 12 minutes to pitch uh, crashing and i wasn't i'm better at pitching now but i wasn't really good at it but luckily judd liked it he was getting into stand-up at the time like getting back into doing it so pitching a stand-up origin story to a guy who was going through his second stand-up origin yeah. story and also frankly knowing what i know now judd wanted to be with comedians he wanted to be doing sets he wanted to do a comedy tour to promote all this stuff so it was right were you nervous mind. when you when you were pitching him yeah i didn't I, I let's say the meeting i think i met him at like seven i was probably a bit five did he say let's get on with it right away like no small talk was there any small talk or hey the whole see- thing was small talk there never was like a okay so imagine a little show cold crashing but it wasn't like that. but at this point your wife hadn't divorced you yet you you weren't cheated on yet oh no 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 this is this is years after that it's oh years happened. after that yeah, so the yeah, whole yeah. cheating thing this is many years after i that. got divorced when i was 28 and at this point i am 34 were you absolutely depressed and, sh- and cr- just crushed when that happened i love that you're steering it back to a more relatable area for you yes. Were you lonely were you lonely? Let's Did go you, back to loneliness. How many 3PO I need somebody to relate to me. I would love to relate to you. That's the story. <laughs> but I can't. Can I say one more thing to that? No, please. I, of I, lo- I, I love this. Go. The best part is, to me, is Judd didn't say yes. You, you know what he said? He said, write 15 pages A purge. It felt like a challenge. I'm an Enneagram. Well, I, my wing is four. I don't know if you know what that is. I kind of, kind we of. We love our own pain. Okay. Three is the achiever. That's my main number, but I have a four wing, which means I love Radiohead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I love sad stuff. The National is my favorite band. I love you know? the National. Yeah, I could you get, say, you Matt get Berninger me, is a Will great, he really do the podcast? I, I, when I was like asking you, I was like, who's easy? Who's like a friend? He's uh, easy. Matt is my friend. And he and Mark Duplass is easy. And Mark Duplass, but he won't be back in town until... Uh, I have a note to myself. Yes, to get I, I believe me. I love it. Mark. Did you, you see Creep? The Creep movies. I haven't seen it. Oh my God. They're Spooky. so good. Spooky. Creep That's probably Creep why too. I didn't watch it. I fucking love it. Okay, go, so go back. So he write, he goes, it's a challenge. He goes, write 15 pages of, or maybe it's 10, but he was like, just write everything you remember about being divorced. And I was writing about losing my erection while I was masturbating. Like, you ever been so sad that you can't oh, even jerk off? Of course. But I that, fall asleep jerking off. Yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, that's a different kind of giving up. This was like... <laughs> I don't even want me. You know what I mean? Like you can't even, but you, I really sidebar, you really realize when I got divorced, there was even a part of me. Cause I like jerking off so much. I was like, Oh, I can just jerk off all the time. Like what's, I had never really been single. Right. Uh, and it turns out sex and jerking off are completely 
different things. You know, mm-hmm. like you need a body, like you want a body. You want, as Jackie Novak, Jacqueline Novak says, you want the hug of it. You know, right. jerking like, off is just release. Go, yeah, but I was on. like, I'll just do this. And I was like, after a while, I was like, you're pushing. It's like the engine on the Enterprise. You're really pushing the limits of how much you can self-soothe this way. Right. But I put all the most embarrassing stuff in there that I could muster. My mom kisses me on the lips, all that sort of stuff. And I think I, so I met him and I sent it to him like the next day. And then I also, he was telling me stand-up premises and I also sent him in the car to the airport the next morning. I just wrote out tags and like, just like kind of manically being like, hey, you know that bit you pitched me? Here's like, and he wrote back, I'll never forget. He wrote back, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I think we're becoming friends. And then he's, when he read the pilot, I wrote a pilot after the document. And I rewrote that pilot, I think six or seven times with different people. So not just a rewrite, but like, what if it was Hannibal? What if it was Amy Schumer? What if it was, you know, all the, it, none of them were Artie. It ended up being Artie Lang. But that I wrote it and I was so young and hungry and didn't have a baby, to be honest. I, I, I would trade my baby for all of this, but like when you don't have a baby, I can write a script in a couple of days. Uh, right. And now it's, it's a little bit harder, but anyway, there was all of this Mr. Miyagi-ing happening. And, and you didn't instill it wasn't a yes, we're doing this. It still wasn't a yes. Right. But he was asking and I was doing and it was real. It was also mixing metaphors. It was very like uh, Char- Charles Sims and Scent of a Woman. And he was Frank Slade. Uh, Slade? Slate? Uh, he was Pacino. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I, People who know me know I'm tempted to do my Pacino, but I won't. <laughs> anyway, that, that's, that's the story of, of crashing more or less. Wow. Yeah. And when you found out that show was getting picked up, was that just one of the highlights of your life? It was. It was really great. I remember the second season got picked up while I was recording a podcast with Valerie, who became my wife. Uh, But we we actually paused the podcast to take the phone call. So there's there's some episode out there. I think it's me, her, and Brent. Where you get the call on the podcast. But you don't hear it. We weren't, we should have left it in. I don't know what we were doing, but wow. I guess I didn't know if I could announce it yet or something. But you can tell my mood elevates mid-episode. <laughs> like Really? And when the pilot got picked up, I jumped on our couch. Like I stood up and jumped on our couch and I broke it. You broke the couch. And I, I kept it for a while because it was the happiest <laughs> break. It was like right. I jumped on this couch like Tom Cruise and broke it. Wow. Um and out of happiness. And there's a there's a Bruce Springsteen. Uh, he's a friend. I'm kidding. He he said, you "Oh, don't... he's been on the podcast." No, <laughs> God, dang. that wouldn't that wouldn't kill me. Some people are crazy for Bruce. Right, uh, right. I, I, I'm more of a. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little tunnel of love fan. Who's that? Into this tunnel of love, money don't take fame. I'm That's doing the... a mashup. Don't need no credit card. I'm mashing him up. Ah, uh, this train. It's not the song he's saying. That's Huey Lewis. They'd go together. Huey Lewis did my podcast. Okay. Did he really? <laughs> he did. He was great. Dude. Yeah, I was love great. Huey. Yeah, anyway, he anyway, great. anyway. He was great. I could get you Huey. Could you? Yes. I don't think, I don't know if he'll do it, but I'll do what you I can get you Huey. Huey. I don't know if he'll do it. No way. Because he lives in, I think he lives, I don't want to say where he lives. But, but it he could be a, right. It could be just a, uh, you know, Zoom. Happy to do it. 
Oh God, and you're, you're wonderful. You I'll shit? keep getting you. Oh, you know, you want Henry we'll Winkler? You want Henry Winkler? Henry is a three and a half hour episode of my podcast. One of the best. Oh, he came on. One of the best. Isn't he just gorgeous? Yes. What a, a, a lovely man. I know. I think that of you. I think you know. I say this every once in a while about a guest, but it seems like a lot of people like you. Like you're you're innately just a good person. What is is does that come from your roots? Does that come from the the religion and the spirituality the and the growing up and all that? Is that is that kind of implanted in you? Or I keep thinking that's Eminem, but it's you. It's me. It's yeah. It's looks yeah. like Eminem. Yeah, thank you. It looks like modern Eminem. Okay, flight jacket. I'll take it. Unzipped. You also look a little bit like a skinhead. Oh, that's not good. I like it. <laughs> I'm I, into I it. I vibe with all of them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. I know. I used to go to punk shows and. The skins. You had a punk band. The skins, as they were known. A little bit. Rough. How were you in a punk band when you were religious? Because you're, there's no outlet. If you don't have an outlet for your the feelings that you have in high school, you start a punk band. So while yeah. I'm with you, yes, and especially today, I'm in a very good mood and very. What it really is is you just feel like your brain is there, fully accessible. You know, I like it. Right. That's how I feel today. But um, there's is, times when old Petey gets, I, I just want to say this, like I, I get tired. They're, they're, do you get moody? Do you get cranky? Do you I, snap? What happens when I snap is, and I talked to Val about this, I was like, I tell everyone that I'm fine and I don't need anybody, right? That's my thing. I'd rather like go in the back and work alone. Even when we were doing crashing, I'd, I'd be in the room, but then like for the most part, I'd like to hear what they're saying and then I'd like to go and write the script alone. Um so I'm always yelling, I can do it. I don't need any help. And then one day, let's say I do that for a couple of months, I go, I need some fucking help. That's what I did with you. I was like, can you help me? Wow. So that's a pattern I'm trying to fix is this like grotesque autonomy. Does it build up inside you? Do you yes. feel things building, 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 and you're not releasing snap. them and then you snap? And my snap, just because I'm so afraid of my own anger, if I'm being Really? Honest. You could be really angry. Well, because I'm afraid of my anger, I'm going out of my way to tell you that I don't get angry. I'm terrified of, like, I'm not terrified. You stay, you stay away from your anger. I don't, no, but I don't, I don't think anyone's seen me get angry. No. Have you seen yourself get angry? Yeah, in the car. Fuck! <laughs> like that sort of Like thing. lose your shit, hit the dashboard. No. That would be great. I bet that would be great. Uh, that'd be a release. Yeah, I've told this story before, but me and Chris Thayer, we did shows together for many years. We once screamed in the car together. We were screaming the song from the Listerine commercials. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's we Baltimorea. Were, the band's right, Baltimorea. But they used it for... Uh, <laughs> it was a bottle of Listerine Tarzan swinging, and it was that. And we, it was one of, it's one of my happiest memories. Because if you don't have somewhere, and this is what I'm trying to do now, you have to have modalities to let these things that I was taught are impolite, anger, jealousy, greed, lust, whatever, bitterness, pettiness. Um, and this is hard for me. Like, I might not have felt this way two days ago, but like today from the perspective I'm looking at myself now, I'm like, those things are lovely too. It's okay to love your anger. That's what I've been doing lately is I, I get this, it's usually when I'm under stress, I'm feeling pressure, things aren't coming in, whatever it may be. And like we were saying at the beginning, I'm very tunnel vision. So if there's nothing in that tunnel vision, it takes a lot of effort to go like, but don't don't forget there's these things and you know, you're okay. But all I see in the tunnel is nothing coming in and I can get stressed. And that's when I can get 
angry. And what I've been doing with my anger lately, and I learned this from spiritual name drop, Ramdas, <laughs> but he said to me, I love my anger. And I've been doing that lately. So my anger shows up. There it is, like the ghost of Bill Burr just shows up in you. And I go, I love you. It, it's crazy how it works. You but say, I love you. I say, I love, my, I love my anger. And I go, I see you. I hear you. You're welcome. I know you're protecting me. I know you care about me. This is coming from a good place, a self-preservational yeah. place. And, and Valerie, my wife, uh, she's a mindfulness teacher. She's wonderful. Really? And she, yeah, and she talks about like feelings are like children. And if you ignore them, if there's a kid running up to you and being like, hey, Michael, 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 and you ignore him, it's worse. You need to kind of like, so that's what I do with my anger. You, I, I see you, I feel you. You're welcome here. It's a, it's a great spiritual technique is if I feel this way the rest of my life, that's okay. Do you do it out loud? Oh, sure, if you want. Do you do it in front of people? I'll do it in the mirror. I'll look in the mirror and go, I feel this way the rest of my life. That's okay. And one of the great, I'll summarize my whole book. I'll save you the $20 or whatever. Sex God. Comedy, uh, sex, comedy God. sex God. It's, it's so many spiritual traditions have this, but the practice of non-resistance. So you're feeling uh, panic or, or dread. And I understand there are levels of panic uh, that I don't understand that might require other things. But if you're dealing with your everyday five and dime panic, or dread or whatever it is. I'll just say this, for me, your nervous system, your mind, everything, has no idea what to do if you say uh, yes, thank you to it. So the example I, I often give is when my book was sent out to review, to be reviewed, they sent uh, like the second draft or something. <laughs> like, like there had been like three drafts since that. And for some reason, like books, they were printed as books. And in the document were like notes to myself. There were, I, I put the word flapjacks in long documents so I can search for the word flapjacks so I can go back to an area that <laughs> right. needs work. So it just says flapjacks in it. Like just telling some story about my wife leaving me. Flapjacks. <laughs> I'm like they're gonna think I'm insane. I also didn't know that my book wasn't gonna be reviewed by the New York Times. I, I'm, I'm thinking the New York Times is like reading it being like, this guy's a flapjack nut. <laughs> um, but I remembered what I wrote in the book. So there I was going, I was feeling this like, you know what it feels like. It feels like pop rocks. It's just like sadness, anger, all of these unpleasant, yes. impolite feelings. Yes. And it didn't go away until I went, Oh, right. Remember what you wrote in the book. And I went, yes, thank you. If I feel this way the rest of my life, it's okay. And it doesn't make any sense. And so many of the best things in life make no sense. Like your brain wants to run the show, but sometimes you got to give it to the heart and let the heart just go, I'll eat it all. I'm so fucking alive. I'm fucking freaking out right now. And I fucking love it. Fucking pour some sugar on me, you gnarled bitch. Like, just like, look at it like you're an alien that just wanted to have a human experience and be, I'm not making fun of you. you be lonely you, in your beautiful memorabilia house and just go like, fuck, Michael is so lonely right now. Yeah, I can do it. You call me. Four out Pete? Of, four out of 10 times. I want you to know, six out of 10, maybe it won't work. So don't feel alone if it doesn't work, but sometimes it works. It often works. It's very inspirational, isn't it? Keep it crispy. <laughs> do you do things? <laughs> do you do things to help your health every day? 
Are there th- certain things that are part of a routine? There's a, there's a woman, oh, shit, what's her fucking, it doesn't matter. Anyway, there's somebody that was like, if I don't exercise every day, like when you get older, again, I'm 43. When you get older, you realize there are certain things that like keep you in this state. And as performers, I think we're a little bit more attuned because it's your job to be on set and be in a certain space. Uh, I'm now only literally just figuring out, I'll say in the past 10 years, what the things are that you need to do physically. And and if I may, and then I just throw up dry cherry, yeah. dry Cheerios. Right. Oh, these are. Did you have Cheerios this morning? No. Oh, okay. Just That'd be weird though. Yeah, no, I know. I've never had Cheerios. This is my first time. Wow. <laughs> Why are you barfing Cheerios? Wow. It tastes great. Um, what I was going to say was I never understood exercise for real uh, until <laughs> Valerie said something and it's on a post-it above my, tre- my treadmill. <laughs> Brag. But there's a post-it and it says, let the body solve what the mind can't. And I was like, oh my fuck. This is like another way of wow. saying, let your heart take the reins and say, yes, thank you. That's like a way of just going. A, let the body solve what the mind can't. Meaning there are some problems in your life that you your brain is like, just let me keep replaying it. I'll just keep this on a loop. How's all night sound? <laughs> Can you do all night? I'm looking at your calendar. There's nothing but me and you and darkness. So it thinks it's doing something. It actually thinks it's helping by worrying. And I would do that. And then when I realize that there's just, look, there's a humbling experience when you realize you, basically you, are a block of tofu. And the thing that flavors you are your hormones. You're a chemical creature. And and letting the body solve what the mind can't means... Do the thing that produces the hormone that changes the tofu. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stop yeah. thinking your way out of the box and you don't have to have a treadmill. Go for a walk, get in nature. Like they say it's 15 minutes in a green space, low, just the color green lowers your blood pressure. Do breathing, do some, uh, here's And the you most, do this, you do this. When I'm in a good way, There's, then uh, talk to me when I'm in a low way, maybe I'll forget. Because by the way, so what this whole fucking thing is, it's a sine wave. It's remembering and forgetting and remembering and forgetting. We just want to be like an American corporation and only improve, only skyrocket. Right. Those downtimes when I would listen to this podcast and be like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Those are essential too. It's like you're a light in a mosaic and you blink and you turn off and you blink and you turn off. That's like remembering and forgetting and remembering and forgetting. And you're just like, I just wish I could be on all the time. Then if you could zoom out and see the whole cosmos, you would see that it's this amazing light show that just swirling like an incredible, but not even just a screensaver. It's actually making Indiana Jones. <laughs> like it's, you're, you're part of a thing. And even your forgetting belongs in the thing. Even your lowness belongs in the thing. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't be who you are without that. I'm not just saying, oh, we need to learn, we need to suffer. I'll give you an example. I, I pitched a TV show this week and the first pitch was bad. And then the first pitch is great. The second pitch is great. That's just how it fucking goes. But we just want right. bang, 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 bang. When you Can say, I tell you the yeah. breathing technique I was going to oh, tell Oh, yes. It's just box breathing. Four in, hold for four, four out, hold for four on the out. So you have nothing. So do that for five minutes and try to be anxious. Four. Yeah. 
before. This is the hard one. It gets easier because you'll flood your body with. So oxygen. you wait before you breathe in again. Yep. You have to slow the exhale down because it's really tempting to really blow it out. But I already feel calm. Right? What is that? What it's is humbling, it? man. The brain wants you to think that it's that you're it, but you're a body too. Let the body. Let the body help. Yeah, and my and Val is wonderful at that, and a lot of teachers. Do you ever cry? Are you a crier? I wish I could cry. Uh, I'm not just saying that like a tough guy. You don't cry. I cry. I tear up. I I don't I don't get a good like. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I, I don't I don't I don't really do that, um, <laughs> and that's not that's not something I'm proud or ashamed of. It's just it's just sort of what's happening. Right. But I cry, like tear and like like that like all the a lot if my heart's open right but if i'm working a lot if i'm writing a lot if i'm thinking a lot and i'm acting a lot and i'm scheduling a lot the crying is the first thing to go there's no pete that i love being more than shakespeare in the park pete sitting on a picnic blanket heart open fresh air baby playing and you're just watching the opening act which is a ballet troupe dance and you go of all the things human beings can do that are disgusting and ugly and wrong, these people rehearsed a dance for us. And I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, and then my light goes off in the mosaic and I go, fuck dance. Are, are, you, are your yeah, parents so, alive, by the way? What if I said unfortunately? I'm just kidding. No, but they're alive. I don't mean unfortunately, papa, as they say. They are alive and they're total fucking weirdos. <laughs> do they see how much you've changed and that you can get a little dirty? And Sorry, all these what's that? They, do they see? Do they mention it? Do I they talk changed? to you about it? Do they say, you know, your your humor now, it's completely changed? Or have they let it go? Are they embraced your success? Are they loving? Are they giving? Um, I still feel a little guilty that I was tempted to make the dark joke of unfortunately. So I'm taking that back a second time. We know. It's double back. <laughs> double back. Um, my my parents, uh, uh, I love them. And when you, you actually asked, you, you pinpointed exactly what I might say the issue, if I have an issue is, and I do, is do they see? And the answer is, is no. And much of my career has writing the book, for example, is trying to get them to see. I remember writing the book and being like, if I put it in black and white and they read it, this is, this is a, it's a heartbreaking thought. You're like, they'll have to hear me. They'll, have, they'll stop seeing their projection of the little boy in Cape Cod digging the, the with the toe-headed, you know, white hair. They'll stop seeing that and they'll see a broken, complicated, flawed, beautiful, interesting, interested, curious uh, boy. Man, 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 not man, right. not boy. Um, and they did read the book and there was a brief window. That's their tunnel. That's their ADD. There was a brief window where they they read it and they saw it and they understood. It was like maybe one phone call. And then I think the next time I saw them after that, thinking, oh, it worked. My There's a chapter in my book called The Heratheist, and it was when I was briefly an atheist. And my father 
was telling me that I was never an atheist. <laughs> wow. And you're like, you're not an atheist. Yeah, you weren't. Plato isn't an atheist. He's never been an atheist. I'm like, there's a chapter in the book about how I dabbled <laughs> in, in atheism. atheism. And, but that's so not who I was. I was, you know, white button down shirt and khakis and the leading in the worship team. So they just couldn't hear that. But like, I feel, I feel, you know, I feel a melancholy talking about it. And I also wouldn't change it. Now we're back to the energy of a no. If my parents did understand me in the way that I want them to, right. would I have, would I keep doing stand-up or would I keep right? And and what service am I to this mosaic uh, if all my needs are being met? I'm actually a little bit better if I can relate to you. Maybe you relate to that parent stuff or whatever it might be, loneliness, right. or whatever it is. Um, those those things are the glue that keeps us needing each other. Yeah. You know that song, People Who Need People? Mm -hmm. I get that more and more Barbara. as I get older. Yeah, Barbara. As I get older, I'm like, yeah, no, it's a real gift. And you know what makes somebody like me who's just like, you know, whiteboarding movies in a manic frenzy, talking to himself alone in his <laughs> little garage? Uh, brokenness. D a divorce. Um even you and I uh, hitting a wall and realizing I have no podcast guests. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know that's all stupid, but I see a universe gracious enough to meet me where I'm at and going like, we know what you actually need. You think you need fame and money and you want to, what do you want to fucking, you know? And they go, all right, all right, let's do this. And we'll trick him, we'll, we'll trick him. It's one of my favorite, there's an expression in India, they're like, because we all got into religion because of psychedelics. So many people found some spiritual vocabulary because I took you know, mushrooms at Lollapalooza. Right. Yeah. In India, they, they said, God, uh, America loves materials and God loves you so much that he came to America as a material. Now, whether or not you believe that, it doesn't matter if you like or don't like God language. I'm, in I'm interested in a God or a truth, a universal truth, of whatever's going on here, hiding in unexpected places. Not just failure, that's that's a that's a big one, but also like sometimes it's hiding behind a, a good stand-up set. Who thought who thought a feeling of interconnectivity was hiding behind a good stand-up set? I, mean, right. I didn't. I thought I was being a bad boy. Turns out this thing is again, I don't want to use God language and alienate people, but this is after you. And we'll keep playing hide and seek with you, and keep surprising you. In my case, and and pop out from behind my wife cheating on me, or pop out from behind. Right. You know, right now I'm. Who knows what's going to happen? But like, I won't be surprised when it pops out again. <laughs> <laughs> Scared me with your jump. <sighs> hey, really quick, this is the end. This is called shit talking with Pete Holmes. Oh, these are my patrons, my lovable patrons who give back to the podcast. Go to Patreon.com/slash inside of you, become a patron. I'll write you back. But these are. Uh, rapid fire. Sophie M. Which comedians you've answered this sort of? Which comedians were your favorites growing up? Fire, rapid fire. Steve Martin, Brian Regan, uh, Seinfeld. Leanne, if you could only put one thing in your bucket list, what would it be and why? I don't have a bucket list. To make the biggest movie ever made? Oh, I guess you're right. A career bucket list? Could be. 
I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to have one. Uh, bucket. Uh, what would I really like to do? I don't know. I'm speechless. Little Lisa, what was your favorite sitcom when you were growing up? Family Matters, and I cried <laughs> real hard when Urkel said to Laura. It's like reaching for a star. You know you'll never get it, but you still reach. And it got to me and my dad's recliner. Like, <laughs> that was probably the last good cry I had. Raj, when's the last time someone asked you to tell them a joke just because they knew you were a comedian? How did you handle the situation? Um, I it it hasn't happened too recently, but I was on set with somebody, my my friend Boomer, who was the camera operator on on How We Roll. He always likes telling me jokes. So it's a little bit different. And I told him this joke, which is uh, two hunters in the woods. They see a bear. One drops to his knees and starts praying. The other one starts tying his shoes. The praying guy says, what are you doing? You can't outrun a bear. He says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. I think that's a fine <laughs> joke. And I told it to Boomer. <laughs> Americans, by the way, very different sense of humor as the rest of the world. We love jokes where someone's an idiot and someone dies. <laughs> Do you want to hear the number one joke in America? Yes. They did it. Um, two hunters, always two hunters, wow. um, are hunting. And one, the first guy, let's say Tom, shoots his buddy Jake by accident. Tom shoots Jake. And Jake, so Tom calls 911 and goes, Help, help. I was hunting. I, I shot my friend. I think he's dead. Operator said, Calm down, sir. First things first, make sure he's dead. Tom goes, Okay, hold on. Bang. Now what? That's America's number one joke. Somehow they did some survey. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's we love, great. but you go to even Great Britain, they're all like, and the toffee was a little bit cheeky. Like they like, like a like a wordplay. Right. We're all just like, but who's the loser? <laughs> Kelly S, you make such comedic faces. Has anyone ever told you that you they remind you of John Ritter? And has he been a big influence in your career at all? Yeah. I I I wouldn't say I get that every day, but certainly every set that I'm on. And I'm honored. What a genius he was. I agree. I love him so much. What? Yeah. And um, yeah, obviously we didn't get to work together, but I, I think it's weird that I sound like him. But then we've hypothesized if my skull is the same shape as his, I should sound like him. <laughs> hey, what's what's next? What are you working on? We're back to bucket list. <laughs> no. What you, we're back kidding. to bucket list. But what are you working on? Well, I, I like I said, I just pitched a show this week, um, which is, and because it went well, is part of why I'm in a really nice mood today. Again, we I hope it gets picked up. We can't deny meeting our psychological needs uh, because that felt really nice. Thank you very much. And I'm always I I like I love writing stuff for me to be in, and and that's what I'm always doing. And having done a multicam, I thought that was so fun. And I so I I wrote a multicam that I just sent to HBO uh, HBO Max whatever. Uh, so I'm always writing scripts and trying to sell stuff, writing movies, trying to for you to star in. The shows are always for something for me. The movies are always uh, typically for somebody else. Right. Um, that's not false humility. I'm just like, nobody, I'm not a movie star. But that being said, I mean, uh, I'm about to pitch a movie. Pitches because Mark and I are friends. Going to tell Mark Duplass an idea that I have. I'm excited to see what he thinks of that. Um, you're always thinking. You're always working. You're always writing. I like... That's what it was. So when How We Roll got canceled, right away, you you go to the next thing. That's knife, why I, knife in the mouth. Knife in the mouth. The rope. But these days, I, I stay on the burning ship a little bit longer and go, but all these people were my friends. <laughs> Goodbye, Mark Gross. <laughs> Goodbye, Katie Lowe's. 
and I get a, I get singed a little bit more sure, than I used to, sure. and then I swing. Off. Right. So TV ideas, and and I, you know, it's been a while since I've done a stand up hour. I was going to do one before the pandemic, uh, and I'd like to do that. That's that's getting to a point where I would like to do that. I'm I'm going to be in Montreal. I'm going to be in Cancun. Uh, both of those are for just for laughs, and uh, doing stand up. And what's your Instagram handle that Jake handles? Yeah, you can follow Jake. <laughs> what is your Instagram at Pete Holmes? Pete Holmes on all of them. But I mean, they're all things I've approved. If of that course, means anything, they're course. all things that I'm like, please post that. But I know you can't just do a little heroin, man. If I'm if I get on uh, Instagram, next thing you know, I'm checking who tagged me in a picture. And <laughs> it's it's bad news bears. Uh, this has been a real treat. It was my pleasure. This has been really fun. You were enlightening. You were fun. You were all over. You were you tell great stories, and then you tell some good advice. You you calmed me. If I feel this way for the rest of my life, that would be okay. I mean, I'm going to say that to myself. Like, see what your nervous system does, and then do the breathing. Yeah, and go for a walk. Do you talk about where you live? No. All right. Well, you, it's a walkable, beautiful area. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. What if, like, next thing you know, there's 10 people at your there's door? There's 10 people at my door. Pete Holmes! <laughs> oh, they're looking for me, though. <laughs> uh, th thanks for allowing me to be inside of you today. This has been awesome. Whoa. Whoa. That's what we say, though. That's kind of the thing. It's kind of the... Well, how many episodes have you done? Over 200. Okay, well, th then we can do a supercut of 200 times of you saying that. Canceled. <laughs> done. Done. The, the last time I say that or just cancel the show? Oh, no. You're done. I'm done. You. No. Michael. I'm going to keep doing this, I think. And you're going to keep doing, you make you make it weird. You, you made, made it, it weird. You made it weird. Yeah, it already Holmes. happened. You're going to, you're not quitting that. No. And we're in, I just saw, we're like 700 episodes or something. We've done. What? Yeah. No wonder old Holmesy's running out of people to book. I'm going to come to you yeah. with guests. I still have guests that you could, you know, people would love to be on your show. I. You've done some big podcasts. You've been on big pot. You but you were on Dax Shepard's podcast. Yeah. Yep. He was great. Yeah. You've done a lot of stuff. And I didn't know how big it was, and I'm glad I didn't. But I maybe I would have tried harder. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks for coming. Keep it crispy, Ryan. Anything? No, that's the end. That's how we end the podcast. Oh, Who yeah. does he look like? Reese Darby. Reese Darby. Yeah. Don't Google it. Well, yeah, New Zealand. Are you from New Zealand? No. But but no, he's I know you're talking about I'm just kidding, but don't Google it. It was just a joke. He's a good looking man. Yeah, you're handsome. Lovely man. I'm sure you enjoyed that. If you like the podcast, if you like the interview, please subscribe and write a review. We could use your uh, your help. And of course, join Patreon. Patreon.com slash inside of you if you want to join and support the podcast in more ways than one uh the top tiers not only get a box from me every couple of months and some other perks, but they get a shout out. They get a shout out of their name at the end of every episode. So without further ado, let's let's take it. Let's do it. Uh, Nancy D. And by the way, thank you again for listening to the podcast and uh, spread the word, man. Spread the word. I'm also on the cameo if you want a message or something like that. Uh, here we go. Nancy D. Leah F. Sarah V. Little Lisa. Yukiko. Jill. E. Brian H. Nico P. Robert. Uh, e. B. B. Jason W. Sophie M. Kristen. K. Raj, C. Joshua D, CJP, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E. Correct. Mike E. Eldon Supremo. What's up, buddy? 
Uh, 99 more. Ramira, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, Maya uh, P. Correct. Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, Tabitha T. Nice. Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, Betsy uh, D. Correct. Chad L, Marion, Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Dev Nixon, Michelle A, Jeremy C. Correct. Andy T, Gav. Inator. Correct. Gavinator. David C. John B. Brandy D. Camille S. The Chief. Joey M. Design. Uh, OTG. Eugene and Leah. Nikki G. Corey. Katie B. Patricia. Heather L. Jake B. Megan T. Mel S. Orlando. C. Caroline. Uh, A. R. R. Christine S. Sarah S. Eric H. Shane R. M. R. Jeremy V, Andrew M, Zudu, Satuichi, 77, love you. Oracle, Chris R, Michael F, Karina N, Michael D, Amanda R, Amanda S, Jen B, Kevin E, Katie Red, Stephanie K, Lena, 82, and don't forget my sweet friend, Jorel, Jorel. Those are the top tier uh, patrons. We love you. I love you. We love your support. I love your support. And, uh, Thank you so much. And and if you have time, you want to subscribe to another podcast, that would be Talkville, our rewatch podcast where Ryan joins me and Tom Welling from Smallville. And we go over every episode of the series and uh, we review it and you get to ask questions and all that. So Talkville, go uh, find us online, um, Talkville podcast. And uh, I guess from the Hollywood Hills and <laughs> in California, I am Mike Rosenbaum. I am Ryan Tez and... Uh... I just really, I just want to say, I've always been a fan of Pete Holmes, and I'm really happy that he was here. It made me happy. I love just, that. Uh, I just like it was weird that he was here. I'm still current on his podcast, and I listened to the Jason Alexander episode, and he did throw to you. He did like he did mention you. So nice. Just in case you're wondering, he still thinks about you. Ah, uh, that's sweet, old Pete Holmes. You know, I Good like it Petey. when Ryan really likes an episode because he like the Judd Apatow. There's been a couple that you really like, the Odenkirk. I, I've been a fan of Pete Holmes' stand-up. It, it speaks to me. He's got like the energy. He does. It's uh, yeah. If you've heard his bit on dropping a dog, it's brilliant. <laughs> dropping a dog. It's great. All right, I'll check it out. All right, guys, be good to yourself, and uh, we will see you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.